0: What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is an author, a humorist, a songwriter, internationally produced playwright, award-winning optioned screenwriter and performer, also a former blogger for the Huffington Post. Her plays and mu- musicals have been staged across the U.S. and U.K., Please welcome Ava Moon. Ava, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Delighted to have you there. That's quite the the list of things that you've done.
1: Um, I, I you know, what can I say? It's, it's what I do. I just have to keep making things.
0: Yeah, no, I, well, first let's, let's say, I want to ask, like, where the purple hair came from, because I love it.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, well, purple's always been my favorite color, and, uh... I just started doing it at least 10 years ago. I started going with the purple. And so people just kind of associate that with me. It was blue for my son's wedding recently. But it's gone back to purple now. Yeah. And uh, it just it sort of expresses my spirit. Absolutely. I love it. So those of you that are listening
0: and not watching on YouTube... Her hair is a beautiful color of purple and I absolutely love it and she's wearing a matching purple shirt. So if you're only listening to this you got to hop over to YouTube and check her out cuz she is just glowing. So I want to know aside from I I know what the other things are but what is a humorist?
1: Well it, it was it's connected with the blogging and with my other writing work. A humorist is a usually a humorist is this defined as a, a a comedian who's been dead for 100 years. Oh. <laughs> but uh Mostly uh, humorist is associated with written humor rather than like a stand-up comic. or. I gotcha.
0: I gotcha. Because mm-hmm. I've never heard, heard that term before. So I don't even know where to start. So you're uh, an option screenwriter and performer. So you are an artist of all different calibers and backgrounds.
1: I I was. Well, I, I still am. But things have, have changed for me and, uh, over the last 10 or so years. Um, I was pr- primarily a performer and musician. I had been in bands. I've uh, i had my own band. I've done one. I did one woman shows um, with the, my music. I was kind of a cabaret singer who flirted with the audience and wore you know short little cocktail dresses and high heels and you know the whole thing. And I had a lot of fun with it. About ten or so years ago, um, I learned that uh, I carried a Genetic mutation that gave me an 87 percent chance of breast cancer.: Oh no, 55 percent chance of ovarian cancer. And um, I had inherited from my mother who was dying of cancer for the same reason at the time, so I was faced with a sort of a heartrending choice to do preventive surgeries. And in the space of three months, I had a total hysterectomy and a double mastectomy. Mm, all while trying to uh, help care for my mother uh and at that time, you know I was happily wearing the the label of cap racing or performer artist you know yeah age sparrow i mean you whatever what uh, uh, I was out in the public and all of a sudden, I was faced with you know devastating physical changes that made me feel like I couldn't wear those labels anymore that I couldn't, my life was over. My performing life was over. I didn't want to add mastectomy girl to my, my persona. So I had to do a a lot of soul searching at that time to figure out who I was going to be. Yeah. Uh, Going forward from that, because I didn't think I would ever, I stopped writing. I stopped singing. I stopped performing. I just, none of it. And I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So I started doing a lot of soul searching and I, well, I, I ended up writing a song and uh it was a song about, uh it was just for myself. I had always been writing songs to entertain audiences, but this is a song I wrote just for myself about how it felt to lose my former self. Yeah. And it was called, Where Are You Now, My Dancing Girl? Mm. And I played it for my husband who had was, while he was bit, very supportive, he didn't really understand what it felt like for me to be losing.
0: Yeah. The part th- that's a woman.
1: The, the woman part of me, the yeah. hell, you know, wasn't well, how can you be a woman if you don't have your woman part? Right. Uh, and that, and that song kind of brought him on board. He finally understood. And uh, I wrote another song, a more humorous one called Tata Tata's. Then I, I started to get my old mojo back in a different way. And I wrote uh, a one woman show about this whole experience that I had gone through called The Mutant Diaries Unzipping My Jeans. And it gave me a new focus. You know, I had been entertaining uh, people for, for a long time, yeah. but now I was entertaining, but also helping.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: showing, you know, and I I went to uh, oncology conferences and did my show and I did it for McMillan Cancer Research in London. And wow. And it really helped me get through that time. And I've been thinking about the the topic of, of your podcast, this label free thing. And I realized that going through this experience, this sort of hard time when I had to do so much soul searching I switched from giving myself labels like I am a singer I am a mastectomy girl I am uh, you know this or that to focusing on things that I cared about yeah Uh, and I you know like what was the at heart the most authentic Mm. me that I could be and I I did a lot of work around that. I I spent months writing in journals and uh and trying to to narrow down what is you know who is Eva Moon without all the labels, without all the stuff, without the purple hair even. And uh, I I got it down to to three words. And the words aren't labels, they're core needs, okay? Uh one is creativity and it- I'm, I'm not me if I'm not making something. Sure. And the second was connection.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. I, I, you know, if I could create songs or plays or, or books or, or anything, but if, if I don't share them, if I don't con- connect with other people through my work, then that's not me either. I, I really need to connect with With people, aside from just being a total extrovert. <laughs> yeah, that's probably part of it. And the third was autonomy. Mm. that I need to be able to find my own path in my own way, um, even if I make mistakes and uh, do things wrong or take ten years instead of one year to uh, accomplish something. Um, I, I just have to do it my own way. And those three things are the heart of who I am, regardless of, of what my labels, what my exterior is, that if that if I'm creative, if I'm connecting, and that I'm doing it autonomously in my own way, yeah. then I'm myself. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, it was really hard work to get there.
0: Oh, for sure. Especially with the changes that you went through with your body. That had to, yeah, quite the quite the journey.
1: Yeah, and I that led me to to my my novel, which I want. Can I can uh, show of the course cover of my novel? Yes, yeah. I'm dying to tell you how Pinocchio reconciled me to the loss of my breath. Pinocchio's Guide to the End of the World. That's the name. Pinocchio's the Guide. That's the title of my novel. It's Pinocchio's Guide to the End of the World. Yeah, and it's it's an adventure novel. It's Pinocchio. I love after it. after he became human. And grew up, and it's set in um, in Europe in the years between the world wars during the rise of fascism, which okay. felt like a relevant uh, setting. But aside from, you know, fighting Nazis, Pinocchio's central dilemma is that he was created as a wooden boy. Right. And he wanted to be human, and then the blue fairy comes along, waves your magic wand, and then he's human. Right. You're... Your assumption from the fairy tale is that then it was happily ever after, and and he was happy from then on. And I'm thinking, was he? Right. But
0: well, he wasn't. If I remember watching Pinocchio. He wasn't.
1: Well, after he became human, that's when it ends.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's been he, so
1: that's at the very end. And I'm thinking, well, what happened after that? Did he, was, did it make him happy, or did he feel like he had imposter syndrome? Like, on the inside, you still feel like you were before. So, inside, he probably still felt like he was this wooden, wooden boy, boy. But he's yeah. suddenly wearing this human body, this different body from what he had before.
0: Wow, that's pretty deep. Like
1: and uh, and how did he cope with that? I don't, you know, he wished to be human, but I don't think humans are that good at predicting what's going to make us happy in the future. I yeah. certainly wouldn't have predicted that going through traumatic surgeries would make me happier than I had been before. But in so many ways it has because, you know, I may be a mutant, but mutants get superpowers. You're not a mutant. You, you just had to protect your health, you know. Well, I you know, I have a mutation. Yeah. But my mutant superpower was that I got to save my life.
0: Yes, very true.
1: Which so many people do not yeah. have the chance to do I think so I feel it. very fortunate for that. Oh hi, it's
0: your host, Deanna Retolescu with Label Free
1: Podcast. I'm
0: here to share an exciting opportunity with you. I've recently partnered with secureVPN.io. They specialize in protecting your online activity, such as transactions, your online searches, your privacy protection, and it protects you from any data leakage from hackers out there that have access to your information. So please click the link in bio and take advantage of the special opportunity with securevpn.io. Again, this is your host, Deanna Radolescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Didn't even Angelina did that. Did Angelina? Yeah.
1: In fact, that's how I got started writing for Huffington Post. Was I had my um, surgeries about a year before she did. Oh, wow. And when she went public with her, uh, it was the same mutation, VRCA. Uh, when she went public, there was this huge outcry and people saying just the most horrible yeah, I remember. things, you know, well, if you had brain cancer, would you cut off your head or, yeah, you know, I mean, just, yeah. just just the most terrible things. And I felt like I had to speak up as somebody who had gone through this and had written a musical about it. So, uh, so I started writing for, uh, Huffington Post invited me to write a column, uh, I wrote an Ask the Mutant column for them for a number of years and, wow. uh, and I got you know on TV and and did my show you know to just try and raise awareness and you know it was very brave of her to go f- yeah. public like that when uh, she she had to know that people were going to just be total ass. But I think she it. also brought awareness to it too. She did, she did, you know? and I give her a lot of credit for that, um, for the the bravery of being public and in in her situation and knowing the backlash. Uh, that there that, that was that the good that she did was outweighed or outweighed.
0: The- I remember. I remember when she came out, like, that's why I can put it together, because I remember her making that announcement. And I just remember all the negative last like the like feedback she had gotten. And I was just like, well, in my mind, I don't would not judge anyone for their decision to make with their own body, let alone something that serious as that. And I'm like, wow, I'd never even heard of this before. What a great way for her to raise awareness for other women that might have this mutation and so that she could help save lives. And as dehumanizing, I guess, as it kind of would feel like, I mean, I'm sure for yourself at first, after going through it, it's just like, holy crap, you know, who are you after all that, right? You know, because we Mm -hmm. are solely a woman, right? Like, we have these parts with us and we've experienced our life with all these parts and then to have them removed. It's got to be a very surreal experience. And having to rebuild what a woman means to you has got, got to be quite the process.
1: Yeah. Um, at the time, I had a very close friend, somebody who I had known since we were 12 years old, uh, who was transitioning from um, male to female. Oh, wow. And we had a lot of um, conversations about, well, how do you know you're a woman? <laughs> because she had a she had a different uh experience from me but it was you know still very deep yeah uh, you know to try and figure out what is it that makes you a woman and we both kind of came to the conclusion that if we were nothing more than a brain in a jar we would still know that we were women hmm. so we had to let go i had to let go of the attachment to specific parts yeah and of course, she had to let go of parts as well.
0: Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. That's that's uh, something that you choose to do. You had to do to save your life.
1: I so- didn't, you know. I mean, I've I've talked to people with the mutation who have chosen just extreme vigilance instead of surgery. Okay, preventive surgery. They just go like every three months for uh, a mammogram. This particular mutation, and this is something your listeners should know about, genetic mutations, with the BRCA mutation, uh, the most common is you that know, three quarters of the breast cancers are what they call triple negative, which don't respond to any hormone therapies right. and metastasize before they can be identified in a mammogram. Wow. So for me, I felt like, well, I was booby trapped, you know? <laughs> yeah. I had to, I, 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 I felt like I was wearing a, a, a suicide vest and I just, you know, get it off me. Yeah. Um, but it still was, I mean, I liked my breasts. I, did you have reconstructive surgery? I did. And they're lovely. Yeah. Uh, they're numb. They're numb. I don't have any, oh, wow. yeah, there's no, They all the nerves went with the original tissue. Oh, wow. They're so numb. I remember one point um, after I was recovering and I was out in the driveway washing my car and I was moving around and suddenly I got stuck. I couldn't I couldn't move and I didn't realize what was happening. So I looked down and I realized that the windshield wiper blade, the end of it, was caught on one of my breasts. Oh, and it was pulsing me in place. The- <laughs> That's how numb they are. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, but they look great,
0: yeah. i have a I have a girlfriend that had you know, had have hers removed, and you know, she's got them some she's got them replace as well. same thing she says they're numb too. So wow. So now, where are you today in being I guess maybe like a spokesperson, but also in reconciling that part of yourself to to the, your your idea of being a woman?
1: i I won't you know, this was ten years ago, so I'm well along the path. Uh, I think. I think the book was sort of the 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 bow on the package, yeah. Because uh, over the course of the book and all of Pinocchio's adventures, he is figuring out how to reconcile his exterior and his interior, yeah. and 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 to know that it's okay to not be entirely one and not entirely the other, as long as you're entirely yourself.
0: Yes, I love that. How profound and beautiful. Uh, Ava, where can people find you, connect with you, and purchase your book?
1: They can find me at evamoon.net. Mm-hmm. And uh, my book is on Amazon. It's on all the major um, booksellers. Um, It really recently won a big um, Librarian's Award, so it should be uh, in a lot more local libraries. Cool. Um, and if someone wants to get it from the library and the library doesn't have it, they can just request it, and most libraries are really good about ordering books our bookstores too will order in books but amazon is primarily where where you'll find it
0: um put the, her links in the show notes if you connect with ava today and you think someone could benefit from reading her book or if you yourself wants to read her book go ahead and click the links below go check her out and go purchase the book on amazon or your favorite bookstore ava this is the part of the show where i like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice what would you like to leave with us today
1: I'll I'll tell tell you. A, a, do we have time for a very very yeah, short of story? Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Suppose you're you're walking down the hallway with your coffee cup there, and someone jostles your arm, and you spill your coffee. And if I asked you why did you spill your coffee, what would you say? Someone hit my arm. What if you thought of it this way, that you spilled coffee because coffee was in your cup. If there had been tea in your cup, you would have spilled tea. And as we go through our lives, we are constantly filling our cups with the things that we pay attention to and we focus on. And life is going to jostle you. It's guaranteed. No one gets through without being bumped in some way or another. I had a pretty big bump, but I was fortunate that in my entire life and growing up in a family that loved to laugh, I had been filling my cup with laughter and humor and connection and creativity so that's what was that's what spilled out when life jostled me
0: i love that that was beautiful thank you for sharing that story yes be careful be careful what you fill your
1: cup up with yes yeah and you couldn't do that in such small ways. someone cuts you off in traffic you just say, okay they're on some they're on their own journey they I don't know what happened to them oh, yeah. to make them do that I don't need to fill my cup with rage
0: no that's oh, someone yeah.
1: else's behavior
0: yeah no I used to get angry when people would drive you know cut me off or I don't anymore I'm just like okay you know it's not worth my not worth my energy Well, but thank you so much for your courage to talk about what you've been through even though it's been 10 years ago I think there's women out there that are going to feel encouraged by hearing your story. Perhaps they're in the midst of going through that. Perhaps they're they're being faced with a decision to make some, you know, aggressive changes. To- yeah,
1: and if there's anyone out there who is, you know, con- you know, they're at the beginning of this particular journey. They've just discovered they have the BRCA mutation, or or are afraid that they might, you know, there's a contact form on my on my website. Just reach out to me. I love to talk to people.
0: Excellent. Thank you for that. Well, that was beautiful. On that note, thank you, Ava, for sharing your story. It was such a pleasure. Sure. look forward to reading your book. I think I'm going to grab that book and read it. Awesome. Let me know what you think of it. I will. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Rodalescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.